0: We've got to get the teaching in us so it can transform us from the inside out. Because the Lord has given us incredible uh, revelations to, to be able to grow in Him and rule and reign on the earth through Him, in Him, and for Him. So it's only done by faith because faith declares the outcome before the fight even begins. And it's a good fight because it always wins, right? Amen. It's called the good fight of faith because it always wins. Even when my faith was misdirected, it always ended up winning. Amen. And some of you know my faith has got misdirected sometimes. Like I got some watchman on the wall that watches over and sees that my faith is uh, going in another direction. But thank God for his mercy that gets us back on track. Amen. And he uses my detour to train me for what I've got to overcome. Amen. Because there's something in me that's got to be overcome by him so that I can reign. So faith will never rise above your confession. That's what we got to understand. Faith will never rise above your confession. So we confess those things that are not as though they are. We have something in our heart that's not visible yet. So we confess it as it is visible. And he does it. That's the way it works. That's how it, how, how it works. So faith is the opposite of fear. Amen. Amen. It says, how do you keep fear out? Keep faith in. Keep fear out, keep faith in. We're going to be teaching on this vision on the glorious sons and daughters of God. These uh, coming from the lost to the glorified man who is in Christ and is Christ's glory, not ours, manifesting through the temple, through us as his temple. So it's going to be the journey of faith. That uh, this vision is representing the journey of faith from the lost to the born again to working out salvation And going from glory to glory to glorious sons and daughters of God. And that's why we're here on the earth. A lot of people wonder why why we're here. But we're here for this purpose. To bring the glory of God on the earth. So that love that passes all understanding. Comes into our heart and causes us to be born again. I'm just going to lay a little bit of foundation here. And that love that passes passes all understanding. Also brings us into the maturity of Christ. Because when we try to figure him out in what he's doing, we will never grow. Because we can't comprehend the kind of love that a father sends his son on a cross to die for us, his only son. Can you imagine? Could you give up your son or daughter and watch over it? And turn your back because he couldn't look on The death Of his son Could you do it? I couldn't do it That's a love that surpasses Our understanding And that same love Has to surpass Our understanding And growing in him Because revelation Will pass your understanding That's how you know You're growing You can't understand it Until the testimony comes forth Then you understand it But you'll never understand the process Because he's the Lord over the process We try to become Lord When we take control of the process And try to bring our flesh Our ways into something that We want to control and make it right It doesn't work that way Praise the Lord that it doesn't work that way Because we'd still be babies So Jesus said he is the way He is the truth and the life There's no other way to get to Jesus Amen except through I mean get to the father except through Jesus He said I am the way I am the truth And I am the life Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ It is no longer I who lives But Christ who lives in me I want brother Scott to read these scriptures. Um I was in worship this morning and the Lord had brother Scott on my spirit and he wanted him to read the scriptures on the screen. As I as I quote the scripture Galatians 2:20, um brother Scott will read the scripture and then the Lord's going to bring revelation of that scripture right after he's, he he quotes it. So um since I already quoted that, one you don't have to quote that one. So So he's been been crucified with Christ. We've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Um, That's what we've got to get a hold of. It is no longer I who lives. But Christ who lives in me. If we can just get a hold of that, every time we go into a trial, it is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. The old man is shedding off; the new man is rising up. That growth is happening, so we've got to get it. We've got to get that mindset. Let's go to Philippians 1.6. And I am sure of this very
1: thing: that he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ, right up until the time of His return. Developing
0: that good work and perfecting. To bring full in you in you. But see how that verse starts out? I am convinced. I am convinced. So what that means, that's confidence. Faith will only connect to confidence. And Jesus can only do the good work through faith. And it can only work through confidence. Amen. Faith accelerates the good work of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that does the work. And faith accelerates the work of the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit gets in it, faith begins to supersede time. How many of you all experienced superseding time? When something came into your life that would have took years to accomplish. Amen. That's how you know that the Holy Spirit is working it through faith because it's superseding time because fear will keep you in time and slow down the process so you don't want to get back in time actually the Lord has called us out of time because there's no time in God amen so when we step into fear we actually step into time amen because we are divine beings the divine the divinity is in us Christ the hope of glory is inside of us in our hearts so so there's no time in God so we bring him in time through fear operating through the senses see your senses will connect you with time smell hear taste touch feel we are to live by faith that connects to confidence that releases the holy spirit to do a good work and complete the work that he started so let's stay out of fear because fear's assignment is to cancel out your faith you see, when the when the spirit of fear, and it is a spirit, Jesus called it a spirit, he said, resist him. Resist the spirit of fear. Because that spirit has eyes. It has eyes. It it sees movement, that good work progressing in your life. And you're connecting to, to faith through confidence and just when you get to the promotion and into that rest in that new promotion, that new position in Christ, then what happens is just before you get there, the spirit of fear says, all right, he's almost there. And he sends out the fear and fear cancels out the grace that gets us over that threshold into that new position. And fear will always get you connected back to the senses. Fear will always get you looking at your circumstance. Looking at your problem. The problem's too big for you, but it's not too big for your God. Because He's an awesome God. He's big. He's big. So, so as we operate in faith, faith will connect you to confidence. Hold on to your confidence. Because confidence brings you into maturity. The scripture says, do not lose your confidence because it has a great reward. What is that great reward? The good thing. He's the good thing. Christ, he started the good work, which was him in us. And he said, I'll complete my good work, which is me and you into maturity. So it's Christ in us that is the good work. So good work is accomplished through the Spirit of Christ in conversion. In the conversion, let's look at First Peter four twelve.
1: Beloved, do not be amazed, bewildered, the weary which is taking place to test your quality, as though something strange, useful and alien to you
0: and your position, were you So the fiery trial is to test the quality of your character. Just before God is ready to deliver, just before he's ready to deliver what you've been crying out to God for. Come on, what you've been crying out to him for. Desperate for your desires of your heart to be met just before He delivers the fire. He releases the fiery trial. Because you're not on trial. Jesus took on that trial. The trespasser that's in our mind, he puts on trial. In the word of God that you've been crying out to God with and confessing that word, Judges the trespasser but that test is for us because it's a test of uh, uh, the quality of our character are we going to stand in integrity are we going to step over into Satan's realm where he's being judged and you can tell when he's being judged because you feel him in that trial You feel fear manifesting in you. You might feel anger manifesting in you. You might feel worry manifesting in you. He's on trial. And out of our uh, ignorance to the word, we feel the effects of his trial. We feel the effects of his trial. But if we engage. In his trial. Then we'll feel. The fiery trial. That he's under. But if we don't engage in the trial. And this is bringing thoughts captive. Don't engage in thinking like Satan thinks. Think like God thinks Keep your integrity there Keep your character in place And you will pass right through that test And you'd be surprised what's on the other side The goodness of God So that test comes just before The spirit of glory and the spirit of God Is revealed to us, in us and confer it on us. Let's look at Psalm ten one. Psalm
1: 10.1. Why do you stand far off, O Lord? Why do you hide yourself in times of
0: trouble? How many of you have been there? In that fiery trial, and wonder where is God? I've been there. It was, it's been dark hours. You can't feel him. You can't, you can't touch him. You can't, you can't smell him. There's a scent with Jesus. It's just incredible. Where is he? I asked the Lord one time. After. Because he usually doesn't speak in the dark hours. And he said that's when I'm there the most Because what he's doing Is A work in us To us For us And conferring it on us And that is the spirit of glory And the spirit of God In another dimension In another level In another stature Of maturity So It's his way and not our way It's his way and not our way. Trust him. Lord said, trust me when you can't find me with your senses. Trust me when you can't see me with your natural eye. Trust me when you can't hear me with your natural ear. Trust me when you can't smell me when I'm in your presence. Trust me when you can't touch me. Trust me when you can't See me. That's the key. Let's look at... And listen. His ways are past figuring out. You'll never figure it out. You will never figure it out in the trial. Because up until that point, you've done everything right. Up to that point, you've done everything right. You've been meditating on the word. You've been worshiping God. You've been giving. You've been sowing. You've been embracing people with love. You're doing everything right. And then, boom, the fiery trial comes... And you think, my God, did I do anything right? That's what led you to the trial, is because you did everything right. Remember, the Word rises up in opposition. I mean, Satan rises up in opposition to the Word. The Word is getting rooted, the Word is about to make a landing in that trial. Because the trial is moving Satan out of the way so the word can make a landing. And the word is what heals. The word is what delivers from destruction. And then the, then the kingdom of God. Boom. Righteousness, peace, and joy rest right there. Galatians 2.21. Let's look at Galatians 2.21.
1: Blow your words up upon the Lord. Therefore, I do not treat God's gracious gift as something of higher importance, to defeat its very purpose. I do set aside an invalidate and frustrate and nullify the grace of God. For if justification, of will, will, comes through the law, that Christ will
0: with
1: no purpose.
0: So you see again, the Lord is talking about the trial here that we'll get in situations sometimes that we will lay aside grace don't abort it don't abort grace because grace is the unmerited favor that brought you into the trial don't ever avoid the trial religion wants you to avoid the trial God wants you to pass through the trial. That's one on the awareness of grace, the rotation of grace here on this vision. First Peter 510, as we're called into the body of Christ, the first thing that grace will do, because this is the awareness of grace rotation. This is the way we should be growing in Christ. Uh, the first position, which is a blessed, uh, every one of these six positions Are blessed positions Coming into the body of Christ Position number two Suffer Number three Being perfected in his love Established in his love Strengthened in his power And settled Into the plan of God For your life In that area That was not In his plan So suffering is a blessed position But it's only for a moment Says for a little while Not forever Not weeks Not months Supposed to be without breath Right through it Because by then You got the hold of the word of God By the time you come into the body of Christ On calling number one And your, your, your faith is operating Because you've been hearing the word You've been meditating on the word And, and, and things are moving And things are great And then all of a sudden You hit, or, hit, hit suffering In that trial Well, it's because you did everything right. See? The word has been rooted. The whole time you've been meditating on it, it's it's taken its roots. And now, through suffering, there's a divine exchange. See? The word removes your life and replaces it with Christ's life. And you just move on to the next position, which is being perfected in that new position with love. Love perfects that new position. So don't abort the process in in the trial because every one of these new positions is just as blessed as the last position. The first one is just as good as the last. The second one is just as good as the, the fifth one. All of them have the same measure of blessing because it's the same measure of grace that takes us there. And grace is the only way that you can be established in Christ. It's the only way. So surrender to the life we are called to. Let's surrender to that life. Let's don't abort it. Let's let's move on to to being uh, perfected in Christ, matured in Christ. Let's look at Proverbs 16:3. This is what you do.
1: Roll your works on the Lord and trust them wholly to Him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to His will. So shall your plans be established.
0: Wow well, listen to that. so so when you feel in that trial Satan's shame, when you feel in that trial Satan's guilt. when you feel in that trial Satan's worry and anger and all these things, that's not you. That's who you were connected to. When you were born, into sin, you we were born into sin. We were we, listen to that. We were born into missing the mark. The Bible says we are born into sin. So as Christ comes in, He begins to separate us from all that. So in the separation of 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 the sin, which is uh, missing the mark through Satan, then as He uh, uh, is is judged on that fiery trial, then what we have to do is roll our our part of it on Christ roll the shame on Christ roll the rejection on Christ roll the fears on Christ roll it on him and and it says once you do that your thoughts will become agreeable to Christ's thoughts and then once it's agreeable to his will now your plan will be established and succeeded into the plan of God And it's the blessed plan. Amen. It's the blessed plan. It's the plan of righteousness, peace and joy in another level. We grow in this thing. It's awesome. So only by surrendering to the Spirit's control, the Holy Spirit's control, only by surrendering to the Holy Spirit's control can we resist the temptations that assault us in the trial. It's an assault. Coming out of that second heaven. Where Satan dwells. He's watching over the whole thing. Because one of his demons is on trial. In us. In our head. God's over Satan in the third heaven. Watching over the trial. So both of them are going to say. Which way are they going to choose? How they going to choose? Both of those superpowers, God, the supreme, is subject to your choice. Isn't that incredible? I, that that just blows my mind. The God that created the universe, everything that's created, is subject to you. He gave us the choice because He is so pleased when you choose him because you love him can you imagine Even when your children choose you because they love you and that does, it does something to you so they're up in the heavens watching over this whole thing and, and uh, uh, the Holy Spirit cannot be resisted in that trial So commit and trust that his work is greater than yours in establishing the life that you are called to. And that life is the abundant life in Christ. That's the plan. That's his will. That's that's what he's establishing you in and causing you to succeed in is his life in maturity. So that's a little foundation that... uh, Just building on the vision of the glory sons of God. Now, God always starts from the end the complete and works backwards. We start from the beginning and work forward. And then when, when the two come together, guess what's happened? Guess what happens? Darkness is forced out. The Holy Spirit is your helper. So he's helping you move forward. And as you move forward, God's moving towards you in wholeness. And when the two come together, they squeeze out darkness. They squeeze it out. It departs. So now you're in a new position in Christ. Look at Jeremiah 1 5. And we're going to start... This is this is the teaching on the vision now. I've just laid some foundation so you can get a good understanding of what we're about to go through. But Jeremiah
1: 1.5. Before I formed you in the womb, I did and approved of you as my chosen. Before you were born, I separated and set you apart. And, consecrated. and I appointed you a prophet of the nation.
0: Now listen to that. Jeremiah is no different from us. Listen. He says, prophet to the nations. We're all prophet to the nations. A prophet is no more, nothing more than an inspired minister. When you come into the body of Christ, when you're called into his body, you are an inspired minister now. So look at, listen to this. He says, I knew you before you were born. And he approved of you as a chosen instrument. A chosen instrument. So you're already been approved. He's already marked you as a 10 and you're approved. So when the enemy tries to bring guilt and shame and condemnation and rejection on you, tell him, I'm already approved. I'm a chosen instrument. I'm marked with excellency. I'm marked with a number 10. He's trying to put a number two on me. That's what he does. So, reminding of who you are. He separated us and appointed us to be prophets to the nations. That's to all people. We're inspired ministers to all people. Let's look at Psalm 139, 13.
1: Did form by
0: the Lord. You did knit me together in my mother's womb. Listen, he, while he was while he was knitting you and forming you together in the your mother's womb, he was possessing your interior self. See, you're you're still holy, but when you were born, you were born into sin. So he was possessing your interior self knitting it together in his image listen to that he's forming you and knitting you together in his image that's why Satan's so angry when you come out of the womb because that's the image he wanted remember he wanted to be like God right That's why he's cast down to the earth. And now God chooses us to be like him. Now, doesn't that make Satan angry? So, when you you come against an angry spirit, it's not you, it's him passing through you. Because he's angry at the Christ in you that accomplished you coming forth in the image of God in the earth. Isn't that awesome? He's angry at that. Praise the Lord. Let's look at Psalm 139, 14.
1: I will confess and praise you for you are fearful and wonderful for the awful wonder of my birth.
0: Wonderful are your works That my inner self does Christ. You gotta know You gotta know Come on you gotta know That you are wonderfully made Listen, to the, the, This is one of the best Days of your life right here Is when he's forming you and birthing you The second best day Of your life is Why he birthed me So if we can ever figure out that the first is what is when we were born, the second is why we were born into this earth. Our birth was a beautiful display of his image. A beautiful display of his image. You're reading it. He wrote that. You are fearful and wonderful, and, and for the awful wonder of my birth, wonderful are your works. Awesome. The beauty. The days of our life is to bring forth his character. Listen to this. You are made in his image. So the days of our life is to bring forth his character behind the image. That's what Satan fights against. Bringing forth the character of God Behind the image So he keeps you from Your character being built And character is built While you're going through the trial Because he said glory in your tribulation For tribulation produces perseverance And perseverance uh, uh, Godliness and godliness Just goes on and on and on To where hope does not disappoint Hope does not disappoint in his character. It's impossible. So, as Satan keeps you from being developed, his character being developed behind the image of Christ, then we take on another image. I see that all the time in the church. We put on another image. We put on another identity. Because. We're supposed to look. Like we are on the inside. But when when the inside isn't developed. And it's supposed to look like it's developed. We put on the outside looks like it's developed. Polished up. Amen? Speaking the right stuff until the trial comes. And that tells you who's behind the image. The deceiver deceived you. Powerful stuff. Where do we stop at? Let's look at 139.16. Psalm 139.16.
1: Your eyes saw my unformed substance in your book. All the days of my life were written before they ever took shape, when as yet
0: they were none. Listen to this. In his book, he wrote out every day fashion for you. It's all laid out. Every day is fashioned for you. And we're going to get into why he fashioned certain days. Let's look at Matthew 6.10. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Your days are fashioned to bring the kingdom of heaven into the earth. Every situation, every circumstance you get into Whether it's good or bad Is designed and fashioned by God To make a kingdom deposit A kingdom deposit And you may be the depositor And somebody else may come along and water it And God will cause the increase So every, and I'm so proud of Wida. She went through a test, a trial this week and, and passed the test. Amen. And listen, when you pass a test, it releases the river of God, the spirit of God, and it'll jump on somebody else. And they'll start thinking like you think. So, Every day that we get up. Don't get discouraged. When a circumstance comes to your way. That's negative. Because that is just as blessed. As the circumstance over here. That's positive. Because there's no partiality in God. Everything's designed for your purpose. For your promotion. And for your growth. So redeem it. And speak that word of the kingdom You know you can speak the word of the kingdom Without even quoting the scripture Because you're speaking Out of the character Of God That's behind the image of God Which is you Amen It's you Let's look at Jeremiah one ten. See, I have this day appointed you to the oversight of the nations, and
1: the kingdoms to root out, to out, to destroy,
0: to overthrow, to melt. So you're gonna, you got an assignment. That's your assignment right there. That's what your days are fashioned for. Rooting out the foreign kingdom, planning and building God's kingdom. So, if you're in a negative situation and and you've been positive up until that negative situation, and that devil tries to come on you to be negative like the other person is negative, don't do it. That's a that's a blessed hour. That's a blessed circumstance. You got to plant the seed of the kingdom. And when that seed gets planted, it'll root out that foreign kingdom that's in the other person. It'll just root it out. The day you were born, it says the day you were born with water out of your, uh, out of your mother, you were set over the nations. Because you were in heaven before you came through the womb. Because he was discussing with you And writing in the book The days are going to be fashioned for you He showed us He showed you every one of the days Before you were born Because he said he knew you Before you were born Amen So to root out, pull down, destroy And to throw down Where's my vision? And to build and to plant The kingdom of heaven This is what you're rooting out The foreign kingdom that's in our minds, in our souls, the strongholds, the strong mindsets. So, if if you're if you're free in a certain area, and someone that's with you is not free in a certain area, and that foreign kingdom begins to speak because the truth just came near, don't speak. What the foreign kingdom's defenses are? For shame, his defenses are rebellion, pride, controlling, cursing, deception, masking, self-centeredness, and the love of money. Don't speak that language. Speak the opposite, and that foreign kingdom will become come down in that person's mind and his soul, in God's kingdom. And get planted. And built. So be sober. Every day. Because God's going to put these opportunities in front of you. But you don't have to receive. The foreign kingdom. Of Satan. When it's coming at you with force. Don't react to it. Respond. By the spirit. And God will give you words of wisdom. That the foreign kingdom cannot contradict. And it'll come down. It'll come down. It's an alien kingdom. It's the kingdom of, of Satan. Let's look at Matthew 6.33. Because this is our focus. Matthew 6.33 is our focus. But
1: see, aim at and strive after. First, all this kingdom and his righteousness. His way of doing and being right. And then all these things taken together
0: will be given There it is. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added to you. All things will be added to you. Everything that you're in need of will be added to you. Because God takes pleasure in your receiving the good things. He takes pleasure in it. He doesn't want you to live in poverty That's religion You weren't called You you came you came from mansions You came from gold streets You came from pearly gates Down to this earth He didn't send you here to be poor It's in the word He said Jesus became poor so that you could become rich. Now, some people say, "Well, that was spiritual." I'd I've, I've had, had to confront some religious devils on this, and he said that was. They said that's spiritual. I said, "You mean to tell me that Jesus was spiritually poor?" It just messes them up. They don't know what to say. Because he wasn't He spoke one word And devils came out He spoke one word And cursed the fig tree He spoke one word And money showed up in the fish He spoke one word And they cast the net into the water And 150 something fish come Now do you think that's spiritually poor? No He had to redeem poverty He had to go there He had to put his divinity there to redeem it for you so that you can live a blessed life. So that you can live the blessed life that you came from. Because he said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. Seek first the kingdom. It says train up a child in the way they should go. And they will not depart from it. Well some of us are training them in the wrong way. Because. The only thing that you cannot depart from. Is your gift and calling. Because it's without repentance. You can't turn from it. You can't run from it. You're born with it. Because you're born with it. Bring the kingdom of heaven on the earth. So you train up the child. You find out where his gift is. What office is he in? Apostle? Prophet? Evangelist? Pastor? Teacher? What gift is in him? That stands out from the rest? You train him up in that. And he will not depart. Other people say, train up a child in the way they should go, and they'll not depart. Well, they do depart. Oh, they'll be back. You can't step out of this calling, you can't step out of this gift. It's without repentance. And Jesus spoke to me last year and he said, Gene, I don't care about gifts and calling because I gave them. They can't turn from them. They can't run from them. All I care about is the man and woman of God being developed in that gift, in that calling. That's what we're supposed to do. moms dads that's your assignment that's your assignment to train them up that way speak it into their life we speak it into Joshua's life all the time hey evangelist he's in that office that's his gift he's miserable if he's not around people that's an evangelist so you train him up in that gift That means You train him up on how to treat people That's coming to him And he's going to How to love him How to speak to him How to keep him the right way Amen Praise the Lord Matthew 18, 11.
1: Then the devil departed from him and behold, angels came and ministered.
0: Jesus rescues from the power of darkness. You see what happens? Jesus will rescue you from the power of darkness. You can't do it, He does it. He rescues us. Jesus connects us by the Spirit back to the one who wrote in the book the days that were fashioned for us. Isn't that powerful? And it's subject to our choice. He connects us back to the one who wrote the book and fashioned that day for us. Those days are fashioned for kingdom advancement in the earth. Kingdom advancement so how do we connect to the kingdom let's start this journey this journey of faith how do we connect let's look at john 3 3 we're going to go through, through these real quick so write them down jesus answered i assure you O son and that's supposed to born again above. you cannot ever see You have to be born again. So, so when I get into the, the teaching of these. The next six or eight weeks. I'm going to break these down. I'm going to break down the regenerated spirit. I'm going to break down the soul. I'm going to break down all the mechanics of it. The functions of it. So you will know how to operate. In this kingdom. That you are called to. Let's look at John 3, 5.
1: Jesus answered. I assure you. most solemnly. I tell you. Unless a man is born of water and even the spirit he
0: cannot ever see the kingdom of God what he means by that water and spirit when you're you're born your natural birth you're born out of water until you're born by the spirit you can't even see the kingdom of God and it's all around you my brother Scott said man I can see that's the first thing he said I can see everything's so clear that's how you knew somebody just got regenerated, just got into the kingdom. He is in the kingdom. John three sixteen.
1: For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that He, he gave up His only begotten, so that whoever believes in him, trusts Him, clings to on him. him shall not perish, destruction, but destruction be but given everlasting.
0: Whoever believes in Jesus shall never be condemned. That's what it's saying. So there's no condemnation in him. You're in him. You've been grafted into the vine. You've been regenerated. You've been born back to God. So there's no condemnation. Satan's the one that's condemned. Not you. You're out of it. Romans ten nine, And this is how we come to Jesus.
1: Because if you acknowledge and confess with your lips... That Jesus is Lord, and in your heart believe, trust in, and rely on the truth that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. But with the heart, a person believes, adheres to, trust in, and relies on Christ, and so is justified, very righteous, acceptable to God. And with the mouth, he confesses, declares openly, and speaks out freely his faith, and proves
0: himself. That's how it all begins. And that same model in that scripture is what has to happen. And every time you grow in Christ, it just, it doesn't stop right there. That same model has to be used. You have to believe you have to confess. And he does. You have to believe and you have to confess. And he does. That's how you promote your, that's how you promote uh, get promoted in the kingdom. That's how Christ gets advanced in us. So, what's the next scripture? We're uh, ten thirteen, Romans ten thirteen.
1: For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord and both to Him as Lord
0: will be saved. Everyone, Jews, Gentiles, everyone calling on the name of Jesus Christ. Out of the heart Confessing out of the mouth Will be rescued from the power of darkness Rescued from the power of darkness You know when that power You know when you're, when you're rescued from that power Fear just got stripped off of you And peace came Y'all remember that moment? Some of us have been in the church a long time I remember that moment I will never forget that day Because I was possessed by fear so much I had ulcers all in my stomach possessed by fear ruled and dictated by fear that's what saved means you've been rescued from the power of darkness and you've been conveyed into the kingdom of the son of his love peace came no love no peace no love, no peace. Gotta be love. There's gotta be love. There's no love, there's no peace. So let's look at 2 Corinthians 5 17. Therefore, if
1: any person is in Christ, he is a new creation, a new creator. creature altogether. The old, previous, mortal, on spiritual fish has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new
0: has come. Come on. The old spiritual moral condition has passed away. The corrupt condition has passed away. Everything is going to become new now. So it really shouldn't start. Stop after the born again experience. Most people stay right there in that same position. They don't move on and work out the new thing. Everything in your life, every day, should be a new thing. You should wake up with joy every morning because every day you can experience a new thing that you have never experienced before. That's why it's called a new thing. And that new thing is designed to stimulate your joy. It's designed to stimulate your blessings. It's designed to stimulate kingdom every day. So don't wake up depressed in the morning. There's a new thing every day. And it's all around you. It's all around you. 2 Corinthians 5 5. Thou he
1: who has fashioned this very thing is God, who has who also has given us the Holy Spirit as a guarantee of
0: fulfillment of His promise. He is guaranteeing your success. It's a guarantee. All you can do is delay the guarantee. That's it. Stay connected to the Holy Spirit. You have all these guarantees. Your car gets a guarantee. (laughs) Everything gets a guarantee. But it's only for parts. And no labor. And it's limited. It says limited. It says limited guarantee. The Holy Spirit is guaranteeing your success. How do I keep the Holy Spirit involved? Faith connects itself to confidence. The Holy Spirit connects itself to a confident soul. And you release that guarantee. So, in other words, He just went ahead of you. And He's over here working everything out. While the Word back there has got you in trial. The word is judging the enemy. And the Holy Spirit's out here. Guaranteeing the success. He's already here. Just, come on. He's waiting on you to experience the new thing. Don't lose your confidence. It has a great reward. It's a great reward. Look at John 10.10. 10. John 10.9. 9 yeah, John 10.9. I am the door. Anyone who enters in with me will be
1: saved. Will live. He will come in and
0: he will go out free, and he will come out. he'll go in and out, in and out, in and out, and live a blessed life in Christ. But he's the door. The most amazing thing the Lord told me was, "Jean." 70 to 80 percent of the church, people on the pews are not born again. I heard that in my spirit after hours of worship. You just can't come up here unless you're convicted by the spirit. You got to be convicted by the spirit. I cried out for God for years to help me but there was a point in time for Gene Hall he had to die so when you're talking to someone asking when did they die when did you die and if they remember when they came to zero and died to their self and Jesus opened the door because you called on truth. John 10, ten. The
1: thief comes only in order to steal, it, kill thee, and kill and destroy. I came that they may have an enjoy life, have it in abundance.
0: Ah, come on. Who wants to miss out on that? Have an abundant life to its overflowing with righteousness, peace, and joy. He came to give you eternal life, but he's also given you abundant life on the earth because without abundant life, you're not representing the kingdom. Jesus is not in a kingdom that's broke, busted and disgusted. He's not. He wants you to live an abundant life to represent his kingdom. Romans 14:17. What is the kingdom of God? What is the kingdom of God? I've been quoting it all night. But this is what it is.
1: The kingdom of God is not a matter of getting the food and drink. But instead, it is righteousness. righteousness—that state which makes a person acceptable to God. And heart, peace,
0: joy, and the Spirit. That's the kingdom. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Only Jesus Christ can make you righteous with God. That's the first position. Then peace comes. That's how you got it. You got it. You know you, you just got it when the peace comes, and then the joy comes. Scott's joy's been contagious the last thirty days. I love it. Romans five nineteen.
1: Just as by one man's disobedience, bringing to hear, He listened and carelessness, the many were constituted sinners; so by one man's obedience, the many will be constituted righteous, made acceptable to God, brought into right standing with Him.
0: Thank God for Jesus Christ. Mm. He was God and man. But the Scripture says Jesus. Learned obedience. Doesn't that blow your mind? The scripture says, he learned obedience through what? suffering. That's why suffering's a blessed place because you're learning obedience. You can't walk in the abundant life of Christ without walking in obedience. And it's so easy. It's so easy," he said. "My yoke is easy, my burden is light." Let's look at Romans five twenty-one.
1: So that just as sin has reigned in death, so grace is unearned and undeserved might reign also through righteousness, right standing with God, which Gr- issues him eternal life for Jesus,
0: the Anointed One. So grace reigns. Grace has to reign before you can have dominion. Unmerited favor has to be flowing in your life before you can have dominion in the earth. Unmerited favor has to flow in your life. And it's there. It's already inside of you. You just got to let it out. When the trial comes, don't reason with the trial. Stay in faith. Stay in confidence. That the Holy Spirit is guaranteeing my success on the other side of this trial, and I know He's over there because I can't see Him, but I know He's over there because this is my dark hour. But I know He's there because the Word of God says He's there. My success is there. So the kingdom must advance as we grow in His righteousness. That's how the kingdom advances, is growing in His righteousness. Look at 9, Luke nine sixty-two. Now, as we press into this kingdom.
1: Jesus said to him, no one who puts his hands with the plow and looks back to the things behind is fit for the kingdom of
0: God. Don't look back when the trial comes. Don't look back at shame. Don't look back at rejection. Don't look back at fear. Don't look back at all these things that had been, been controlling your life because there... The trial is getting it out of your life. The word of God is breaking it off of you. The spirit of God is breaking it off of you. But Jesus is saying keep plowing ahead. In truth. In faith. And in love. Because faith does not work except through love. It's got to work through love. So keep your hand to the plow. And don't look back. Lest you're not fit to receive The kingdom that's coming towards you. Because you can't bring the enemy with you into the advancement of this kingdom. That's when he's got to be under your feet. That's when the God of peace will crush him under your feet. So keep your hand to the plow when that trial comes. Say, I'm blessed. I'm fashioned for this day. I'm fashioned for this trial, for the advancement of the kingdom. And my guarantee is on the other side because the Holy Spirit is my guarantee that I am going to receive the kingdom that's coming towards me in another level. In another level. That's where we're going. With another dominion. Another enlarged place. So let's look at Galatians 5.19. Now the, now the doings and
1: practices here they are morality. The purity.
0: Of that's what we look back on when we start putting our hand to the plow and you know if you're out in the, out in the farming land and you're plowing that land and you hit a root or you hit something under the ground that's unseen, you start looking back. You can't look back to that flesh, the old way. You can't look back. The old way is being peeled off of you in that moment. So don't pick up a cigarette neither when you do that. To calm your nerves, because it's not your nerves going crazy. It's Satan's nerves going crazy. It's the one that we're connected to when we come through out of the birth into the world. We're birthed into his kingdom. So when he gets anxious and nervous, he sees something happening. So the spirit of bondage will grip you at that time. And that brings you into addiction. So let's look at Acts 14 22. Establishing and strengthening souls in the hearts of the disciples, urging them
1: and warning and encouraging them to stand firm and faith, and telling them that it is through many hardships and tribulation we the sculpture the
0: kingdom of God. Come on. Many hardships. the kingdom advancement you advance his kingdom through a hardship but you don't have to live there it says you're advancing through hardship it doesn't say we're approaching it and have to live there advancement is movement as we're advancing movement into the kingdom we're going to experience a hardship But don't live there Don't stay there It's not yours anymore It's being stripped out of you And rooted out of you By the word of God Hebrews 12 27 Now this
1: expression Yet once more Indicates the final removal and transformation Of all that can be That is of of that which Has been created in order that what cannot be shaken may remain
0: to There it is. As you're pressing into the kingdom. As you're advancing the kingdom on the earth. Things are going to be shaken. And the things that you lose. Aren't supposed to be with you. Because you can't take that into the kingdom advancement can't take it because whatever it is it's not equipped it's junk it's unsanctified junk it's deception you can't take it there the removal of things connected to the unredeemed soul the unredeemed part of our mind is being shaken and stripped off so that what remains cannot be shaken. That's the kingdom of God. It can't be shaken. And see, the kingdom that's in your spirit is trying to make entry into your soul. But first, it's got to be shaken. And it's got to be stripped of the thing that's unredeemed, that it's connected to. Your soul's connected to everything. Outwardly, inwardly it's, it's, it's the mediator between the spirit And the natural It's connected to everything And by this, the soul has dominion That's the stripping away right there The doorway of change Doorway of change The removal of things Connected to the soul Being stripped away And see, here's the Holy Spirit Look here He's out here connected to Jesus, guaranteeing your success right there. And you see those three bars that Scott did? He never knew that he did that. See those three bars? That's the Trinity. Making you complete. You can't be complete unless the Trinity makes you complete the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Power of what? Freedom. Yes. <laughs> the power of freedom so so listen if you're not living a victorious life then here's the problem right here you're holding on to something god's wanting to peel off of you and it's either something that comforts you i've seen people in bondage to their dogs seriously emotional bondage to their to their animals You're not supposed to be in bondage to anything Nothing Emotional bondage is a dependency On something That takes the place Of Christ If that dog makes you happy Before Christ makes you happy It's bondage Whatever makes you happy, whatever it is, before Christ makes you happy, it's bondage. Hebrews 12, 28. Let us therefore,
1: receiving a kingdom that is firm and stable and cannot be shaken, offer to God, pleasing service and acceptable worship. With modesty, I despair God. Godly.
0: Receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Well, you say, well, I already got saved. The kingdom's in me. Why am I still receiving it? The soul is receiving it. The spirit has it. That's why Jesus said, work out what's in your spirit into your soul. The only reason this man is glowing and growing in the light is because the soul is being renewed. The mind is being renewed. See, it's generating and producing the kingdom. You get that? So as it's producing the kingdom, I'm receiving the kingdom. So how am I receiving the kingdom and how am I producing the kingdom I am producing the kingdom through confession. We confess and he does. Remember? From the very beginning, we believed, we confessed, and Jesus came. We got born again. It's the same thing as we receive the fullness of the kingdom. The fullness of the kingdom is the manifestation on the inside. And the manifestation on the outside. God said, The world is yours. You inherited the whole world after Jesus stripped the keys back from Satan at the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He said, It's all yours now. That's the kingdom. That's the manifestation of the kingdom, the manifestation of His goodness. The Spirit. Second Corinthians four sixteen. We're going to wrap up here. Looks like.
1: Therefore, we do not become discouraged, utterly spiritless, exhausted, weary, through we fear. Though our outer man is progressively decaying and wasting away, yet our inner self is being progressively renewed, day after
0: day. See what's happening. The kingdom is being renewed every day because every day is fashioned for your renewal, for your growth. And as it's being renewed, the old part is decaying away. Look how much decayed away from this man on this chart when he got to here. Look at the measure that left from here to here. The old man is coming off. The old ways is coming off. First Peter, let's go over to First Peter one nine. I think it's another one down. I'm going to move ahead a little bit so we can finish. Uh, but
1: you were purchased with the precious blood of Christ, the Messiah, like that of a sacrificial lamb, without blemish or spot.
0: I'm sorry, I, that was supposed to be First Peter one nine. Did I write it down wrong? One nineteen. Mine says. 1st Peter one, 1 9 says receiving the end of your faith the salvation of your soul receiving the end of your faith the salvation of your soul so your faith comes to an end when your mind gets renewed that's what faith is for Faith connects to the confidence in your heart to bring forth the kingdom into your mind, into your head. And as this bringing forth, you're receiving the end of your faith. Give you an example. What have you received that you prayed for? By faith. Did you get it? Did you need faith for that anymore? It came to an end, right? I can get it really I can break it down but I'm running out of time so you don't need faith for that anymore the only thing you need after faith comes to an end is keep praise and thanksgiving on your lips that keeps life on what just was made whole isn't that awesome I've, I've approached some religious spirits on that Your faith comes to an end, Gene, when you hit heaven. Well, for some of us, it, it does. But I don't know about you. But I want mine to end here. So I can live the abundant life in Christ. And I can live a life of righteousness, peace, and joy. Thanking God every day for bringing my faith to an end by answering my prayer and making me whole. sure you can get it it's definitely going to end when you get to heaven but you don't need any faith when you get up there